Yo. What's up, bro? What's up, dude? Dude, I fucking... Like, first... Really? Yeah, second straight day. I've never done that. Really? That's funny, bro. Yeah, dude, I'm glad we could finally make this happen. I'm fucking <laughs> sorry from bobbling back and forth. No, you're with good. And shit. And yeah, bro, it's been pretty hectic, uh, you know, since I've been down here in South Carolina for these couple days. Um, got my sister's fucking dog with, him, with me right now. So if he barks or any weird shit, you hear him. <laughs> yeah. Cool, buddy. Yeah, That's no biggie. Um, <clears throat> but all right, bro, yeah, so... Uh, I was telling you last night, bro, there's just not a ton of stuff. Like, I wrote down, I'm like, all right, injuries, which are a big deal. So, we'll definitely go in depth on that. Um, practice squad elevations. The only guy is Alan George? That's the only PS elevation? I I didn't even know, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. So, he he ele- he's elevated to the active. No one else. Then, I have the landscape of the game. You know what to expect from each team, offense and defense, and then uh predictions. Shit, dude, I haven't even dropped my predictions yet, bro. Like coming down here, like fucked up my whole <laughs> schedule, bro. Like, dude, it's crazy. Like, I'll tell you real quick before we hop in, bro. It's a wild story, dude. Like, <laughs> so I met this, I met this homeless dude in Colerade. All right, yeah, this nomad, and I saw him there for months, bro. And I was like, you know what, dude? I'm so tired. Like, And I never gave him anything. I was like, dude, I feel like shit, dude. I'm, I'm going to go offer him something. I was like, hey, here's 10 bucks. He turned it down. He was standing out the, outside the store, but he's never asked for anything, bro, like from what I've seen. And he was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I really don't care about the money. And he was like, but if you want to give me anything, you can give me food or whatever. And like, I was like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, I'll get you food. After that, he asked me how much miles per gallon I get in my car. I'm like, I don't know, like 25, whatever. He's like, if I give you 400 bucks, would you drive me down to the beach? Like, he's like, so I don't have to freeze up here during the night. And now at first I was like, no, what the fuck? And then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I mean, that money, that's actually kind of solid. That's pretty good. (laughs) But I was like, even beyond that, bro, like I could help this dude, man. Yeah. He's been living outside for a couple years and he's like, it's just horrible in Cincy. So I'm like, what, buddy? So he was talking about, um, you know, he wants to go to the beach and shit. I was like, dude, I could help this guy get a fresh start, whatever the fuck, get down here, and I can get money. And my sister and my brother-in-law are coincidentally staying down here at my lady's parents' condo in Hilton Head yeah. during this time. So I'm like, you know what, bro? I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to fucking piggyback, and I'm going to hop right to this fucking place, and I'm going to crash their fucking wedding anniversary trip. Let's go. So, bro, I've literally been here for two days. It's insane, dude. Like, he saw me, and uh, <clears throat> he saw me on Thursday. He was like, hey, man, uh, you know, I got the money. I was like, you do? Bro, he pulled that shit out. It was like 450 bucks. He was like, bro, I don't keep track. Let me know what it is. He's like, you can take it all. Because he don't. this dude didn't care about money. It was the craziest shit ever. Bro, I was talking to the Twitter spaces about it. Dude, they literally thought I was a psycho. They're like, bro, you're going to be on, like, true crime. You're going to die. He's going to kill you. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> So that's how I got down here. My schedule's been fucked ever since, but um, we're finally getting there. I know, bro. So it's been crazy. It's been fucking crazy. Then I got to drive back up tomorrow before the game. So, Wow. Yeah, that is crazy, bro. How far (laughs) is that? It's 10 hours. So, I mean, it's not insane, but, you know, it's also not, like, insurmountable. So, 
Jeez, did you just see Shiesty 17 minutes ago? No, nah, wait, what was it? The story you said? No, nah, go to the uh, Bengals, like, most recent post. All right. Let's oh, see. He... oh, is it He's... the outfit? <laughs> um... Yeah. Bro, I mean, that fucking Vikings comeback, bro. I'm never talking shit about Kirk Cousins again, bro. Like, I don't care how ugly the game was. I don't care, bro. You come back from 33 points, like, you ain't – there's nothing to fucking diss on, dude. Like, that's insane. Are you there? Oh, shit. Yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay, because it, like, out for a second. I couldn't hear nothing, so. Oh, damn. Well, yeah. What were you saying now. about points, though? Did you So, did you see the post, that, uh, that Joe Burrow thing? Uh, no, I'm trying to find it. Let's see. Is it a Bengals post? Because I'm on their post now. Or your post. Damn, I think I lost you. Oh. Yeah. Is it bad All connection right. or are you like getting a call or something? No, so I went into the Instagram <clears throat> thing and I guess like when you go to post, it like fucking yep. Yep. It, like, kicks you out. Yep, that's happened to me before. But what were you talking about? Like, what post with Joe? Yeah, so go to, um, damn it. Go to the Bengals. Like, yeah. Did you go to the Bengals page? Yeah. All right, then go to. Land of the Tampa Bay? Yeah, did you see Joe's outfit? <laughs> Stupid fresh, bro. Man. I yeah. mean, I hate yellow. But that looks fresh as fuck. Dude, Trent Irwin, bro. Oh, my God. This fucking dude. He's the best. <laughs> you see my comment, bro? I'm like, Trent Irwin kisses feet right fucking now. <laughs> He's that dude, man. Uh, All right. Well, uh, <laughs> we've been lollygagging enough, man. We'll go ahead and uh, spit some shit here. So, <clears throat> let's see. So, just quick rundown. Like I said, let me know if you want to mention something. We got Injuries, practice squad elevation with Alan George, nothing major. How the game will go on Sunday. Matchups, we'll dive into that. Then predictions, is that it, you think? Yeah, we, I mean, we could talk about, like, you know, obviously other stuff as it goes on, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah. All right, bro. All right, well, we'll go ahead and get started then. But... Yo, yo, what's up, my people? Welcome back for another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast with yours truly, B-Things. Times Bengals Drake again for I think the fourth time. And my dog, for anybody that hears him in the background, don't worry. It's just my dog. He's tweaking a bit. He wishes his fucking uh rifle owners were here. So if he barks around, don't worry about it. But Drake, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. It's nice to see you're back at full health. Cold and whatnot. Yeah. Thank you, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, feeling good now. Um Sorry for recording late, anybody. The schedule's been pretty hectic. I happen to fucking do some crazy shit and wind up in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and uh, trying to navigate through some schedules. But me and Drake were able to make this shit work, and uh, we're going to go ahead and dive right into it. Yes, sir. So, bro, obviously the biggest thing this week, massively, is the injuries. Lots of things moving. Some unexpected things. Really a lot of unexpected things. Um. I'll go ahead and run down the Bengals injury report, and then we will kind of hop off some things from there. So, uh, players 
that are questionable is TB, T. Higgins, and Trent Taylor. All of those guys are going. They're all going. Zach announced it today, which is a big one. We'll end up touching on TB and T in a moment. Um, listed as doubtful is Jalen Davis, backup slot corner with a thumb. He's probably not going to play. Um, and the big one is Mike Hilton and Trey Hendrickson and Hayden Hurst again with that calf strain. Um, so what do you think, man, with some of these injuries so far? I, I don't think a lot of us expected Mike to be out this week. For him to play the rest of the game, you come out just a couple snaps, you get the break from the offense getting on the field. He comes right back in, and he balls out. Then all of a sudden, he's out. The subtraction of Trey Hendrickson is going to be a massive hit for this defense. And, of course, TB and T coming back. What are some of your outlooks with the injuries forming this week? Uh, so, as I've said on my story and stuff like this, like this is one of those games where I'm not as confident coming in just because of what the game looks like injury-wise. But at the same time, we've been that team to do it no matter what. So, not looking into it too much. But, yeah, Mike Hilton being out, I was there. Sunday or whatever and it was it, it looked worse than what it yeah, was it like I don't so when Mike came back in the game I was actually really surprised and mm. I was scared like for a second I was like geez like that, that could have been something really bad um, and you know Dax is going to have a chance to really get a lot of snaps this week I think that's going to be a great thing to see yeah. uh but, you know, if anything, I, I think this is like a game that's kind of good for both rookies, you know, CTB and Dax, because maybe there's not one or, you know, more where he's going to target at one time because you got two rookies on the field. Um, and hopefully, hopefully they shut things down, bro. I, I'm confident. I am confident. But, God, you got, you got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. It's it's a good wide receiver tandem as us, except their three is just not as good. So um, with these injuries and the impact, um, and yeah, I, I didn't even think, gosh, I think the most surprising thing was Mike Hilton and Jalen Davis both being out. Like I didn't even know Jalen Davis got injured until midweek. So Facts. Yeah, that's a big one, man. Absolutely. You know, interestingly, bro, Dax played a ton of slot corner at Michigan, a ton. So you're talking about a dude that has the experience. He has the understanding. He has the ability to do a good job. But, of course, you're going against Chris Godwin a majority of the time. A right. speedy, shifty guy like Scotty Miller when he's going to be applicable. Um, yeah, bro, look, this is a – well, I can't say high-power passing offense for the Bucks. Th their volume is just so high, and that's crazy with the quarterback. I mean, 45 years old, throwing it like he has. He threw the most passes ever in a season last year. As you'd expect, probably a lot of quarterbacks will with it being 17 games, but he was far and away at that number, and he may pass that this year. They're passing a fuck ton. Their run game is horrible, historically bad, averaging 72 yards a game. They have no identity there. But, like, yes, it – I to be prepared. They're going a lot. Like, after it was CTB. And you still expect that. It's not like he's not going to attack CTB. They're going to attack both. Fuck, they're going to attack Eli. They are going I to know. 
Yeah, they are going to feel comfortable to attack these corners. But we have managed well enough. That's the key thing. We have not played a receiving core like this since Cheeto went down. We have not really played many receiving cores like this all year because they are one of a better duo. Um, I've never been super high on Mike Evans, but he's a very productive player. Chris Godwin's really good. Um, Look, bro, here's what's great. You cannot have more trust in a safety tandem right now than a Jesse Bates and Von Bell. And if you're Lou and Arumo, you have so much confidence through hope and faith that your guys can step up, but proof that my guys will step up and will support these cornerbacks in in that back end. They will help them as much as they can. I don't know exactly what they're going to run, if they're going to run some different looks to help with you know, coverage back there. Uh, but, yeah, man, like, I think Tom Brady can put up some numbers. It's interesting. It's like, it's presumably a top passing offense. But this team has scored more than 22 points once all year, bro. Wow. Like, it's fucking horrible. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I think a lot of us, even myself and probably you, rightfully so to an extent is in fact like with um you know of Chris Godwin with the left with it's a like whoa you know these guys must be balling out they're not though they're not scoring and what defense is phenomenal at Ben don't break the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So you yeah. can't expect that to be that simple heading into like I said, the depleted second but be nice to see look, the last game down he had a pick. A great pick. All in the draft game. So of course, not saying it's going to be a translation to this game. But interestingly, Mike Thomas, the safety, 32-year-old guy, 7-5, something like that. His first start of his consistent spot start for somebody. His first pick start against Tom Brady. So it's crazy. Like, I don't know if you read it, but, like, supposedly Dax, the main reason why Mike is here. Well, even, I don't want to discount him. He's a great special teamer, but he's a phenomenal leader. They say that really formulate an empowering perspective and approach the game. Stars like Von Bell and Jesse Bates waiting for his chance to look at a guy that went through the same and capitalized on it. Wouldn't it be kind of cool to see that shit? Yeah, bro. So you've kind of been reading my mind the whole this, you know, past few minutes, the whole safeties. I think Lou's definitely have some drawn up where, you know, his safeties are going to have to help in this game 100% against these receivers. Um, you know, we don't know what's what it's going to be, but we know Lou Dini is, is 
gonna have a plan. I mean, he's he's always had a plan this year. So that's that's one thing. Like even if you're coming into a game and you're not that confident, you're still confident in a way because you have a coach as good as Lou Anarumo. He's been able to just game plan against all these Sorry, top guys. For the technical difficulties, having them load back up, Drake, you there? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, my bad, dude. I think I had some reconnecting. Um, yeah, so it shouldn't be too major there. Uh, go ahead with your point, though. You're talking <laughs> about the safeties and, you know, how they're going to have to step up even more than they have. Yeah, so I, like I said, I think Lou's going to have a, a game plan for, you know, these safeties and, and this defense like he has all season. So um, I'm pretty confident. But at the same time, you know, this, this receiver tandem is going to be – it's going to be a big – thing that they're going to have to stop um you know we, we've seen it they've been able to game plan against guys like kelsey and all that but you know the the last team to date back to was probably what jalen waddle and tyreek hill with a good receiver core like this i mean and they are top tier right now so yeah. I, I wouldn't even put them above a tyreek hill and jalen waddle just because of how powerful they've been but it's just the history of what tom brady's been able to do with these receivers and i think having one of the worst rushing attacks in the league i think that really like makes things worse for the buccaneers just being that it makes them more one-dimensional and like for a guy like lou anarumo if he's got all these you know statistics to back up he he already knows what's to come i mean they can't totally just go in favor of the run game because mm-hmm. I, I did you watch that video i sent you of dj reader last I, week i did yeah watch a bit of it yeah wow. i watched a, a bit of that same video a couple days ago as well but I insane mean, just, he's so dominant dude you know what i just thought of an interesting thing that i could actually see transpire tomorrow is because of the it, it's so obvious that this Bucks team has been cripplingly one-dimensional in the past game. And our defense with DJ Reader and a backup center. I mean, our run defense, we already know. You hold Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb in the past two times you've seen them to 69 combined yards. So you expect Tom Brady to drop back 80, literally 80, 85% of the time. You expect that. Yeah. But there may be a chance that we see a game like the Chiefs. What I mean by that is, obviously, your bread and butter is passing. We all know it. But the Bucks may do everything they can, may go over the top a bit more than usual to try to get the run game established, even though it's bad, because we may catch ourselves slipping, allocating so much resources to the secondary because we know how much they want to pass. Right. So it's almost no, like the Bucks know they're weak in the run game. But they may try to catch yep. us slipping because we're going to allocate everything to the secondary because they fucking pass. You know what I'm saying? It's just an interesting thing I thought about. It's like a reverse effect because it's so obvious one way, they may try to revert and go the other. Yep. We'll see how long that works, though, because you saw the Chiefs do that. It, bro, didn't it feel like the Chiefs had a lot more than uh, 80 rushing yards that game? Didn't it feel like they had a lot more? Yeah, I mean, they just... 82. That's I, it. I, yeah, I was there. It, it felt like they kept moving the ball. Um, yeah. 
And, you know, I don't know if you remember, but that whole prediction, you know, of Patrick Mahomes not throwing yeah. 300 yards. I, I was confident in that. Like our secondary, I was super confident in that. And if you can do that against Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. um, you, you can do that up against a guy like Tom Brady. But it's the thing you have. Mike Hilton out, you have Jalen Davis out. So that's when guys have to step up um, against one of the best. Drake, you know what, though? Absolutely. But, bro, we know Mike Hilton is is the best slot corner because of how technically sound he is. He is an expert, the best technical-wise. He's not that athletic, bro. That's why he went undrafted. Look at him. Yeah. How many times when it comes to raw speed? A lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cooper Cup wrecks Mike Hilton. Not because he's 4'3 yeah. flat speed, but because he is so refined when he's in and out of his cuts. He's super agile and quick out of his breaks. Mike Hilton can't catch up with guys like that. But Dak is a 4'2 or is a 4'3 flat dude. To speak, and we talked about it in the off season. How infatuated I was, and everybody else was, with this dude's game speed and is in his pursuit speed. I have never seen a dude in my life break faster towards a ball than Dax Hill. I'm serious. Like, I'm not saying guys haven't. I'm sure like an Ed Reed or a Sean Taylor or legendaries like that are unequivocally better. But you're talking about a dude with way more ability than Hilton of course above all is technical being technically sound because we got our Cordell Volsons and our Mike Hilton's of the world that aren't that athletic but they're just so on point with the fucking cue that they have to do like Joe even Joe's not the most athletically gifted player that's ever played fucking quarterback he just has no wasted movement because he's a master of his craft dude Dax Hill is a guy that can provide you more in raw athleticism so no, I'm not saying Dax Hill is going to come in and like provide more than what Mike Hill. No, he won't. But I should tell people to don't be surprised if you see plays tomorrow that Dax makes that you think of, damn, I don't see Mike making that. Damn, I didn't see him making a break on that fucking third and three and getting to the sideline for a third and one. Mike's not getting there in time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. It's something that I think we can latch on to some hope for and we can see transpire. And it's going to be a big deal, man, going against these guys that love to play underneath. They love to get their work there because Tom Brady gets the ball out quickest in the league. 2.5 seconds. Uh, Joe is 2 point or maybe 2. No, 2.2 seconds. Joe Burrow is 2.3 at second fastest. So two quarterbacks that get the ball out quick as fuck. So I heard some stats. Tom Brady getting the ball out under 2.5 seconds. His completion percentage is 82%. 11 touchdowns, zero picks. Him throwing the ball over 2.5 seconds. uh, 51% completion percentage. Three touchdowns, five picks, six picks, something like that. Crazy number, bro. Yeah, wow. That that is... That's just – that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I, well, I know. Well, it makes sense in the landscape of you got a 42-year-old guy that will not work hard to extend a play. 
Because he's old as fuck. It's all about longevity now, man. Like, I'm not going to take a hit from a fucking 22-year-old demon that's fucking 310 pounds up in the interior or a 275-pound edge rusher that's elite speed that I've never seen in my life. So it's like you're going to prioritize getting the ball out. He don't trust the O-line. It's injured as fuck, you know? And um, you know what? That, that actually hops us back to our first thing. We got to touch a bit more on these injuries, bro. We started to go into a lot of X's and O's there. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the Bucs injuries, since I just mentioned their injuries, they're missing four of their five starters on the offensive line. Obviously, Ryan Jensen here in the world has been out for a couple of weeks with a high-grade ankle sprain. That's the all-pro talent right there. He's super good. So him is huge. The starter last year. Twenty twenty one. Ali retired. Now that JD replaced him at left guard. Ryan Jensen already said all for time. Um he went down at the beginning of the year. Smith at left tackle. He's thirty two. He he gets a ton of holding calls, bro. He talks about trade being because bro, I was hearing some Bucks insiders saying they have not seen Donovan Smith get worked. From a player than Trey Hendrickson. Like when he played in Nola, he destroyed Donovan Smith, bro. That's the game where Trace Trey Hendrickson popped off and had like four and a half sacks in the game against Donovan Smith. So he could have been healthy for this game because, bro, I mean, I already said it with the pass rush, Tom Brady. Like if you would have had a Trey Hendrickson, would have been lights out. It would have been fifth point win, probably by the bank. But now you got just stepping in who had a shoulder injury. Stepping in. And banged up. Fucking J. Uh, sorry, I was looking at Jalen Davis here. Um, who's out? Who's been hey this year? Um, Sean Murphy Bunting's coming back from a, let's see, a quad. Uh, he's actually still questionable. Um, Mike Edwards, safety. He, Antoine Winfield came back a couple weeks ago from, well, and, so let me think, Mike Edwards, Jamal Dean, Carlton Davis, of course, he's, he's their best corner. He's there. Uh, but, you know, go. I'll give a fuck your corners. Like, we don't care. We're going to work him. Yeah. That's an injured secondary, bro. And Vita Vea. DJ Rear. Who's really good. Vita He's not been as dominant as DJ, though. He's out. So you talk about of your defense, holding up your defensive line, who is missing their premier pass rusher in Shaq Barrett, who's replaced by Carl Nassib, who is... Like, you don't have the pass rush defense up front now. Going against quarter and the football. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Major disadvantages for this Bucks team. That is not the same right now because of injuries. And, of course, a couple of other injuries. Um, yes. Hold 
fucking injury report. Plays. So, um, what, what is your bang and how it can handle this now fully, fully to go receiving core heading into Sunday? Oh, man. So, this is. You know, and like you said, it's it's always our receivers versus their corners. We don't care who you got. Um, yeah, I, I I'm excited to see these three back out. It's been it's been a minute, surprisingly. Like we we've seen, you know, TNCB here, and then we've seen Jamar. Like we've not seen the three of them like healthy in a minute. So, and they're not at full health still. So Chiefs game. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, bro, beyond that, you're right. It's like, last time we've all seen healthy. Week five. Uh-huh. And I guess it was week four. Yeah. Wait a second. It was weeks Or week seven. <laughs> bro, you're right. To get all of them. It's not a surprise. Yeah, and like, like you said, um... You know, Dean being out, I think that's that's beneficial. I think actually looking at his stats, he's probably been one of the worst corner, one of the worser corners on the team. But um, you know, a guy that you're, yeah, you're still gonna need a guy like that in your lineup, though. Um, depending on you know what you have a reserve, just because of this receiving car that we have, like. T T's gonna be playing as good as T plays. I mean, they they just want to be cautious with him. Um, mm-hmm. I think TB same like they're they're and, and we've seen it in games this year a lot of times where you know TB TB doesn't have to have a lot of receiving yards. He he can just come in there and draw co- draw off coverages, and then you know you got. Jamar and T to work like we we've seen times where you know Pittsburgh game where. They honed in on Boyd versus, you know, going after a guy like Higgins. So, um, I, I'm stupid? excited about this. Like, would you say? Saying isn't that like to just? It it, it really is. Like I, I, Higgins, bro. I I think it was just something with Tomlin. Like I think Tomlin really thought maybe. Because there's always a storyline with Boyd for some reason. Like, Boyd against Pittsburgh will always truck the fuck out of them and, and run 30, 40 yards for a touchdown. Like, there's always something with Boyd where he just destroys the Steelers. And then it's kind of, like, minimal. Like, I think I think he kind of haunts Mike Tomlin. But, yeah, man, I, I, love, I love the way that people are also scared of TV. Like, bro, that's what's up. Absolutely. I mean... You're thinking about this Bucks defense. Banged up secondary. Banged up defensive front. Their linebackers are healthy. It's 32. 32. Still playing fine. Uh, and then Devin White. That's a good linebacker tandem. Lately. Still really good. Overall, it is. Guys, but the least important position of the defense, uh, I mean, Backers, I guess you could argue, but overall, it's linebackers. When you don't have firepower to protect yourself against this receiving court, and that's 
you're going to have a long day. I do not care how good your linebackers are because your linebackers stays one-on-one. Yep. If you have the best linebacker, on the, I don't care if you have Ray Lewis. Like, especially when you're not going to be able to generate pressure. This Bucks team has not been able to get many sacks. Like Tyron, Joe Tyron Schrowinko, whatever the fuck his name is, has been not that good. He's not that good. He was a 2021 draft pick. Carl Nassib, like I said, is a backup. So, I mean, what's the last thing you want to do for Joe Burrow is to give him time to think. Give him time to think. You will lose. Like, has been a game that Joe has lost when he has a lot of time in the pocket? Like, ever? I mean, right. I don't know if it's ever happened, bro. Like, for real. I, you know what I mean? I, th- I think this season, too um... – uh, I'm not for sure. I I think it's right though. I think Joe Burrow, like in every game this year, when he's school, you know, when they score a touchdown first, I think they're like eight or nine and oh, something like that. So, Seven, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that's that's a crazy stat to think of. Um, God, man, it's gonna be a fun game. Especially, I hate the 425 slated games because it's like, geez, you gotta wait. But this is gonna be a game. Do you know what other 425 game? Because last time we talked about 425 games, we had another like big Miami game that wound up not even being as good of a game as we thought. Yeah. Was that oh the 49ers, right? 49ers and yeah, offense. Brock Purdy game. If I'm, yeah, yeah, that was entry game. Um. <laughs> see real quick. I mean, you know, my shit ain't loading well right now, so um, I'm putting it all. But but what is it? The Chargers. Let's see. Let's wait for Oh my gosh, Paige Raiders because the fucking coaches. Ooh, Titans and Chargers. Maybe the Titans research something. Hmm. Colt McCoy, Brett Rickon. How about it? That's fucking me. Is so, Washington yeah, still man. off? Washington still in the playoff race? I says Washington still in the playoff race. Bro, oh, dude, what did I see today? Dog Twitter. He posted a post of wins and losses for next week. Bro, you realize a thirty-five in playoffs? What? 35. That's crazy. What? I don't even know what. Wow. No. You see that. Oh, they're five and eight. <laughs> I must have been wrong. Without three, though. Oh, never mind. It was with a win. I don't fucking know. <laughs> All that I know is. Commanders have a All high. I know. Is you gotta, play uh, sorry. No, I said, all I know is you got a 99% chance. Oh, yeah, dude. 
I'm sure we could have some fun talking about this, bro. But I mean, just ain't it crazy how many people jump the fucking gun at zero and two? Oh yeah. Assume, like, for any team, <laughs> no matter if you, you know what? Say if it was the Browns, bro, or the Ravens, and they were zero and two, I would not oh be God. that fucking stupid to say, oh, this is a direct correlation to how the entire seventeen season's gonna go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's two games, bro. And, and, and like you broke down in an episode, like I love the way that you break it down about the four quarters. When you think of it in an aspect of a season, like I don't yeah. know why people coming out. Like I just saw a post today. I think it was Stat Muse, the uh, yep. you know, the stat, thing. and they were like, after two games, they were like, the Super Bowl hangover is real. Like it's so um, funny. No. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're exactly right, bro. And and you're right. I want to bring up that perspective again for anybody. It's helped me a ton. It's like, yes, in a 16, we'll just say 16 game season. We'll ditch the 17th, as of course you have more opportunities to get what you want for a season. 16 games. Let's say four games is you have 15 minute quarters, four and a half minutes. I don't fucking know, whatever the fuck, three and a half. And it's like two games is equivalent to nine minutes in the first quarter. Is a game over with six minutes left in the first? No. Bro, like, look at the Vikings today. That's the epitome of how extreme something can turn around. Like, things aren't going to be perfect at all times. It's just, man, it's really how just humans are, dude. You know, we're just so nearsighted. We just stare at what's right in front of us. We don't establish deep level thinking at all. Everything's everything's headlining. Everything is just simple. Like, and of course I get it to an extent, bro. You know, a win is a win and the loss is a loss. Of course, we're not saying there's any excuses, but context and nuance is always what creates the final product. So it matters. Like we know how the first two games went. Were we bad for our standards? Yes. No one's dismissing that. But we all know what happened. How many fucking teams have you seen put up 550 yards of offense, have allow seven more sacks, have six more total turnovers, including a four, have two game-winning drives, and lose in that fashion? It's never it, fucking happened. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was gut-wrenching, yeah. man. And we're talking about two games where – if they win those two games, and, and you could talk about this any team, but you get those two games, which I think a lot of us coming into the season, we were really confident about those two games. It was the appendectomy, and those two games right there, those have you at, at the number one seed in the AFC right now. So, yep. you know, that's what's crazy to think about, man. Like, everybody wants to talk about it, and I love it. I love it. It's It's part of, like, last year when we were kind of doubted, but – you know, everyone wants to talk about the Chiefs and Bills. Now, all of a sudden, Cincinnati is nine and four, and everyone, everyone is like, oh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, this, that, this, that. Like, we've been here. You, you guys just, you forget about us. Yep, exactly, man. And um, it's so funny, bro, seeing that fucking Mr. Carton dude. I don't even know what the fuck his name is. That bum <laughs> ass on Twitter. You see that weirdo yeah. shit, bro? Like, it was so funny how you saw Greg uh, or Donald Driver, the former like great Packers wide receiver, 
and the other analysts that were sitting with that dude just looking yeah. at him like, what are you talking about? Yes. It, 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 listen, bro. I think you can you see this as well as with most people. There's nothing wrong with having a differing opinion. You can like another guy more. But when you are delusionally break <laughs> or uh, delusionally breaking down a player or a team that is not rational at all, like you provide no rationality, you're just spitting bullshit and like hype and whatever the fuck. Miss fucking educated people with that shit, bro. What sadly is, yes, uneducated people will give in to that. They'll they'll take the bait. But oh my gosh, wow, this is crazy. This is what this dude's saying. But like for educated people like yourself, like me, like all of you listeners, like a lot of people, we know better. And like I'm saying, it's not like oh my gosh, you have to fap off to the Bengals now because they're good. But to be that weird about it, bro. It's like dead ass, bro. You saw those tweets. Like, I ain't even capping. That dude sounded drunk. Like, no. straight up, bro. The yeah. way you were slurring words like that and you were saying the shit that made no fucking sense. It's like, I hate it, bro, because it's a standard thing for me. And I can't change it by myself. But it's like, sh- shut your mouth. It's like, stop talking. Because you're misinforming the people that need to be educated properly. You know what I mean? That's like really with yeah. anything in life. Like, why do you have to consciously misinform somebody? That dude knew what the fuck he was saying was bullshit. He knew it. We all know it. But for anything, it's like, why are you spewing mis- like bullshit like that, bro? Like, don't fucking get these uneducated people twisted. Because these people want to learn. They don't want to be like, oh, man, the first thing I heard about the Bengals is that they're not real, bro. They must not be. Of course, no one knows. There's a lot of names that aren't fucking Jalen Ramsey's. Like, I mean, even though we have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, like massive names. So they just assume we're not that good, bro. It's insane. And, and it's a good perspective to talk on. Like, I, I like how you bring it down like that because I was thinking about this like last week. It's crazy to really think about it. But the the great thing about life is like everything changes over time and. I remember growing up when I became a Bengals fan and now you, you look at it now, like, okay, people are preaching up the bills and the chiefs, this and that there's young kids that are becoming NFL fans right now. And they're deciding, okay, am I going to be a bills fan? Am I going to be a chief fan? Am I going to be a Bengals fan? So I, I think it's really cool. Just the NFL, awesome. the, the game that is to come, bro. Like, it's really, really crazy that we've seen like over the last two to three years, like right in front of our eyes, we've seen Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys passing the torch off. So it's just like, it's crazy, bro. Like when you really think about it, like how much it's changed and yeah, man, I agree. Like you can't, you can't preach that bullshit to, to anyone that's listening because there's little kids out here on Twitter at 10 years old with phones. So kids are, are wanting to know what what's the real and hopefully through outlets like me and you, we, we can bring along some, some newer, younger fans that, you know, are coming up and man, I, it, it's going to be fun for the next 10 years, right? Like gets me hyped up when I, when I talk about and think about what's to come because bro, like what's to come is just shoo, only me and you know and the diehard Bengals fans know 
Yup, absolutely, bro. And that's why we're so ecstatic. And you know what, bro? Like, that's what's amazing about this specific scenario. Because, look, we know that we're going to ride for our team. And with you being an optimistic guy and me being an optimistic guy, we're going to actively work to prop up what's good about our team and perceive it as a great thing, but not to a delusional level. This is what's amazing about this team. Right now, this is genuinely a great football team. What I was saying before the season, I'm not the type of dude to fucking champion I told you so, but I fucking told y'all so. I was not just being delusionally optimistic about the beginning of this season. I saw the clear path, not just hoping with hypotheticals, the clear path that this can be this way. And a lot of people just couldn't comprehend it because they were trying to rationalize with their past. Of, right. But it's never been like that. But it can. Here's why. And just so many people weren't ready for it. That's the big thing, bro. Like when The reality is, what I tell them, no, 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 no. You just don't know. So you're not ready for this yet because yeah. you're uneducated. You know what? That's okay. Let me inform you on the truth. That's what I say. So like when people like, bro, did you see that um, podcast a few days ago? I think it was last week. Awesome, dude. He sounded super genuine. I've never heard of it, though. Uh, two genuine dudes on this podcast talking about the Bengals. And OCM Minora was one of the dudes. Fucking great talent with the Giants, bro. He was the one that took down fucking Tom Brady and the undefeated Pat, uh, Patriots with Justin Tuck and Michael Strahan on the defensive line. And they were talking about the Bengals. And Justin Tuck said the completely typical thing of the Bengals. This guy, you know, J- Justin Tuck said the typical shit of, you know, the Bills and the Chiefs, so that AFC. And the guy was like, but the Bengals too. And OC just, he didn't dismiss it. He didn't scoff at it, but he was like, uh, yeah, yeah, and the Bengals. But the guy was like, no, OC, I heard how you say that. And the Bengals, like, because they are real. And he was like, mm, I just don't know. And then the guy stopped him. He's like, you know what? They are a great team, but they're not with the biggest names. He's like, it's because you don't all know all the names, don't you? He's like, yeah, I don't know a ton of the names. But then the guy started going off a couple of things of Luan Arumo, and he knew his shit, this other guy. He opened up OCM Minora's eyes right in that moment. And it was mm-hmm. an awesome thing because it's like, it's like, wow, this dude is finally open to the truth. And what's awesome and mature about OC, you see a lot of guys like on spec you know, spectator shows, they spit this bullshit, these opinions. And the other dudes just look there and scoff. But like, or they'll like not admit they're wrong. They'll be like, oh no, but I still believe this when they're clearly proved wrong. Uh, you're not right. OC <laughs> took a step back. He was like, D- you're right, dude. He's like, wow. He's like, this team. and the guy was like, exactly. Everybody has this perspective of the Bengals. It's still, yes, we don't have the biggest names, but here's what's great, bro. When people try, when people think we don't have the biggest names, they think it's a direct correlation to overall production. So they're like, thus you must not be that productive. What if I told you? We already talked about this last week. The reality is, here's what's great. I'm not spewing hypotheticals. The reality is, we all know this. All pro caliber players, we talked about it. I, My opinion, top three to top seven at their position. We have 12, 14 of those dudes on this fucking starting 22. Yep. So when you break, they're like, whoa. So 
I'm sorry, bro. I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but hopefully it's valuable for everybody, which I think it is. Like when people have that perception to me, because I've been able to open to enlighten some people on the truth. Like <clears throat> we'll go through record and they'll be like, well, if you're so great, how are you nine and four? Then I'll go through some things and they'll discount the team. It's a fluke. This is the big fluke for anybody that says this. You can hop on this as well because they have no answer but to accept the truth here. I'll be like, okay, <clears throat> say it's a fluke. I think you should look at to examine a team if they're a fluke or not, or anything for that matter. Look at the full 360 of the situation. For hence, this roster. Let's go through the quarterback. Who's the quarterback of this team? Joe Burrow. That's good. Let's see these wide receivers. Wow, that's a great unit. Nice depth. Guys that have came up. Not the biggest names, but guys that can actually win for you. They can win. Nice. Running backs. Whoa. Your running backs have been doing that this year? Oh, the O-line, though. Yeah, the o that O-line's trash. Mm, let's look at that. Let's go through the stats. Let's go through the numbers. What? Are, what? How old are these guys? Are they typically healthy? Whoa. Damn. They're not even in their prime yet, some of them? Some of them are at the peak of their prime? There's not a single player that's in the twilight of their career on this starting 22? Oldest guy on this fucking starting 22 is L. Collins, who's having a great year. For what we expected him to have. I'll preface that. I'll say that. We did not expect him to play like a top three right tackle. And if he did, your expectations were too high. But. For a second. Yes, sir. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, my alarm just went off. Might be. So, <clears throat> anyways, the offense looks good. Let's go to the defense because they'll assume, ah, uh, you ain't got no big name, big name guys, though. Like, are you that good? Let's look at these linebackers. Whoa, Jermaine Pratt's been the highest graded linebacker since week nine? Our highest graded defender? Not just, not just fucking grades per PFF. Look at the tape. Whoa, that's a great linebacker. You got another guy, though? Yeah, we got Logan Wilson. We got the deepest linebacker room in football. Corners? Mm. Oh, Eli Apple, though. That dude's trash, man. Look at his numbers. He's been a low-end CB1. Since he's came here, like he's actually been a low, low end CB one in this league since he's came or sorry, since he's came to the Bengals. People don't know that. Oh, who's Cheeto Bay? Look at his numbers. You know what I'm saying? You get my point. All right. I may have belabored it there, but the concept is you can break all of this shit when you break it down in front of their faces. And look, there's going to be a lot of fans that do not want to be on this side. They don't want to support the Bengals. Just fucking say it then. But yeah. there's a difference. We all know it, bro, between saying, I don't like him, but damn, I respect him. You know what I'm saying? Look, we hate Deshaun Watson now. Yeah. But when it comes to on-field production, nobody can be delusional enough to say he's not good. He's a really good talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what it is, bro. So it's like when people just indulge on the shit, I just immediately go to the landscape of something. And it's like they – then they're not confused anymore. So <clears throat> I'm sorry, bro. I went on a tangent oh, there. Uh, I think – Mobby, you can go ahead. Yeah, I think it's just – it's awesome, bro. Like the Bengals story especially. Everyone – every team's got their own story. You saw the Rams. Mm -hmm. They went all in. Gave away all their draft 
to get that Super Bowl. But like the Bengals, they they really are different. And you know, people like you said, oh, who's on defense? So that's what's so great about the story is like you got guys like Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson, homegrown talent brought up from college here and really you know revolutionized their career um, mm-hmm. through winning and through the success. And then you got guys like Eli Apple and Awusia, guys that have really just re revamped their career from an aspect where maybe those were guys that people thought they were, they were heading into the, in the sunset and, you know, it wasn't looking good for their career. Cause it wasn't, I mean, mm-hmm. be honest, like Cheeto and Eli, it wasn't looking promising. I mean, they, they got, you know, Cheeto got a good contract in a way, but there's a reason they got paid what they paid coming here. Right. right. So it's just, it's awesome to see. And I, I love, I love that a lot of people still, and it's crazy to think about like how so many people, their eyes are still not open to who the Cincinnati Bengals are. And, you know, I, I think about it quite often. Like when, when you think about teams like the chiefs and like, Oh damn, like year in and year out, like, Oh, the chiefs, like they're coming to town. Like it's, it's the chiefs. Like mm-hmm. people are going to have to start putting respect on our name like that. And it, it's awesome. It's, it's an awesome thing to see um this year especially like the run that we're going on it it has a lot of a feeling of last year and i know it's it's different dosage because of you know we got our starting corner out but how great would the storyline be for and and we've seen quarterbacks mahomes has done it you know I, i believe brady did it like quarterbacks go to the super bowl back to back how amazing would it be to talk about, and I, I know we're, you know, we're not in the playoffs yet, but Eli Apple wins the Super Bowl as the cornerback one. Like, I would love that for social media. Oh my God, bro. You just got my fucking heartstrings pulled. I haven't even thought of that yet. Oh, <laughs> the ops are going to hate it. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love it. That's absolutely right, man. And like, it comes back to what I've said before, and it hypes me up, and I'm sure it hypes everybody up when I say it. Look, if you're unprepared, that's not my fault. Like, if you don't know what this team is, go ahead. Discount them. Because we know exactly how the fuck are coming. We're going to kick the shit out of you. And we do. It's what's so funny. Like, every single fucking week, bro, you hear fans massively discounting what this team is. And I'm like, hey, bro, you can know it or not know it. Either way, we're coming like this. And we do. Then they come back. they like, damn, I didn't know that was coming. It's like, I fucking told you. Like, yeah. This is what ops can't stand, bro. In, in anybody in general, it's like, well, any, you know, differing opinion. They can't stand that with what this Bengals team is, most times, unless if you're going absolutely astronomical numbers, we are not talking hypotheticals much. We are talking, this is what this team will do, of course, hence in setbacks we know that we bought but we when we were talking coming into last season as Bengals fans we were saying this trio is the best in football nobody cared nobody cared and I'm like here's what's great we're gonna come in and we're gonna be great then you're gonna be confused on why we're good because you, you didn't pay attention it's not my fucking fault you weren't paying attention this is what this is 
Like, this is what the landscape of these players are. And they do it. It translates to elite production. So, and they're doing it again. And it's like, why are you confused? Yes, we're optimistic, but it was there all along. So many fans are delusionally optimistic. How many fans, bro, when Julio Jones was signed to the Bucks, that still thought he would have been researched? Oh, man, he's going to ball out. You sure about that, bro? You look at the landscape of this dude. Oh, he's injured every fucking week. He's had 500 yards in the last two seasons, and he has like 200 again this year. That's delusion. Yeah. So, bro, it's like people can't stand it because they weren't prepared. It ain't my fucking fault you weren't prepared because either way, we're coming and we're going to smack. Yeah, I agree. And if you don't mind me getting on this topic because – it is kind of important for seeding and stuff like that tomorrow. So mm-hmm. currently right now, um, the Cleveland Browns are beating the Ravens 13 to three. So ah, let's uh, go. We need that, bro. So it's the fourth quarter. So well, if, how much left? Some, uh, I think like eight or nine minutes. So let's go. Yeah. Dude, if, I'm if sorry. It, I'm sorry. I'm jumping the gun real quick, but let me say this yeah. really quick. You hop back. That's what excites me so much. I hope the Browns hang on to it, bro, because who are you passing the ball to, Mr. Holly? <laughs> Fucking Tylen Wallace. Devin. Yeah. Dead ass, bro. Demarcus Robinson. I'm taking. <laughs> I don't fuck. That's not receiver five. That's a receiver one, bro. Literally suck my just you suck. <laughs> Flat out. Yeah, I mean it, it's I'm awesome, sorry, you can go ahead. Yeah, it, it's awesome though. Like, if if Cleveland wins today and we can close out tomorrow, this is just like last year where we saw the tide change, and you know, mm-hmm. Cincinnati's now got the the division. And once we got it in our hands, I think it's safe to say that like we can We're hold it. But we, yeah, we we gotta we gotta get the division. I think I think tomorrow is a great great way to do it, and and people are gonna. People, th- this is going to be the narrative of it too, bro. Like, people are going to say, well, bro, like, last year, like, Lamar got hurt at the same time. And, you know, th- that's why the-, the Ravens didn't win the division. They're going to say the same thing this year too. They're gonna be, well, Lamar, this, that. I, I don't care. Exactly. Don't care. Like, who fucking cares? Look at the team. Yeah. Like, like look at the AFC North. And, like, when we were in Joe Burrow's rookie year, when, when the saga was not here yet and everyone was still talking shit about us, bro, I realistically think if Joe Burrow did not get injured that year, he would have rattled off a bunch of wins in the second half of the season. I think he would have put up a, a rookie season of maybe Facts. seven maybe seven wins. Like, that schedule too, bro. Remember yeah. how easy it was? Yeah. So oh. – it just the, the the respect thing, and you know, I, you know, people weren't talking about you know the Bengals' hope when Burrow went down because obviously we hadn't been there yet, we hadn't had those type of aspirations yet. But yeah, bro, we we can get into all the other stuff. But what's your thoughts on like? Do you think Lamar's coming back? Quick, quick, we can talk. Yes, about quick. I think, I think he back um i mean i i have not dedicated much time to look into like where he's at right now so i can't confidently say it but i heard two to three weeks and this division is clearly still up for grabs 
and looking at the landscape of this team, they need Lamar. Like if they want any shot because of the deficiencies at wide receiver and all their skill players for that matter, all of them, they need him. So I think he will be back. I mean, look, bro, what, four games? So after this week for the Ravens right now, they have three games left. I think they're going to try to do everything he can, you know, they can to get him back. But who knows, bro? Like they may not be able to. We'll see how the PCL is because I think that's what he sprained or the ankle, whatever. Um, we'll see. But no, I, I'm saying, I'm saying in, in regards of like, oh, the future. Yeah, like j- we could touch on it quick. Like, do you think Lamar Jackson gets re-signed? Like, I, I agree. I think he ha- he's everything that they got going on there, and yeah, it's a possibility that maybe he wants to walk. But you know, maybe they want to keep a guy like that around for yeah. Long- Yeah, so here's my 10,000-foot overview, kind of like the same main point I just mentioned before. I don't know a ton, so I'll do my best here. Right. But for my 10,000-foot overview, guy that is going to want to get paid no matter what, he will fucking hate to get franchise tagged. Did he get franchise tagged this year or just not extended? I I think he just wasn't extended, but I could be wrong. Okay, so say he wasn't extended. He... The amount of disrespect that he's going to feel, if you go again, Jesse Bates right. threw a fit for not getting extended. That's a safety. Lamar Jackson is the Ravens. I'm not saying there's no other talent. There is. But he's the Ravens. If you don't pay him, he's going to want to walk. They're not going to let him walk. They're going to franchise tag him before they do that. But if they franchise tag him, Shit's going to hit the fan. Yep. Fan of trade. The hell, they can't not trade him. I don't know, bro. I really don't know. Like, it, yeah, I don't know, man. It It's a sticky situation. It, it, it's, I agree. It's going to be an interesting offseason. But before we get there, we got to go through the playoffs. We got to go through the gauntlet. I cannot wait for it to get kicked off. So, yeah. uh, so, Yesterday, I was told by my girlfriend's dad, mm-hmm. he said, if somehow I get player suite tickets, you know, since I've been able to score those this year. Mm-hmm. So he said, if I'm able to get those for the playoff run, so say, you know, whatever <sighs> playoff games that we have. Wow. I can get tickets to these games, like, you know, the home games. Yeah. He said he, he, he would get a Super Bowl ticket. So... <laughs> Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> and we shook on it. So, you know, hopefully hopefully my, my guy Wes could come through. Uh but yeah, that that would be that would be something else. That's dope, bro. Hey, that would be insane. Um look, bro, I guess uh we can go ahead and hop into some predictions. Um sure. the biggest one. Well, actually not the biggest one, because obviously the most important one's tomorrow. But <sighs> tomorrow or yesterday, sorry, I'm getting fucking confused here. I uh, officially changed my Super Bowl predictions. I had my Super Bowl predictions all along to all the way. I was, I said, like I had a strong intuitive feeling. Oh my gosh, Joe Burrow is going to defeat Tom Brady. We're going to beat the Bucks twenty three or twenty three in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady retires. Dude, I really feel like the 49ers are going to the fucking Super Bowl. Like that team. They're- Defense is in, but 
Joe Burrow. I mean, I'm not going to lie. But it gives me so much confidence when I think of our guys. I don't care what defense you have. My guys are better than yours. I mean, is that confusing? Like, is anybody arguing that? Like, Joe Burrow will cut whoever the fuck up. Like, like who, who else is a premier? Oh shit! Well, I can't say who else. Pass rusher because Eric Armstead is a stud. Um, (laughs) he's really good. But Nick Bosa is a monster. But look, bro, what did I say last week? And what I've what have I been saying? The proof that's been shown. One from your pass rusher does not wreck us. It does. They don't. Look. Faced. Uh, Chris Jones. Free Simmons. Cam Hayward. What? And Brian Burns. They have not done anything to wreck our football games. The closest guy to do that as most would expect, would be T.J. Watt. Unbelievable interception in the second game. So that's proof, bro, that a premier, one premier pass rusher cannot wreck our game anymore. One does not. It, it don't. We've that, gone that, through the gauntlet. You know, like when we're healthy, it doesn't yeah. happen. So going against a team like the 49ers, man, it's far away. We won't talk about it much because it's really not that prevalent now. It would be a really good game. And let me tell you something, bro. I don't fucking care if it is Jimmy G or Brock Purdy. Joe Burrow's beating the fuck out of you. Like, um, bro, imagine if it would actually happen. And Jimmy G can't come back. Say there's a setback in his injury. He can't come back. Brock Purdy is starting. Is Brock Purdy beating Joe Burrow? No, but can you imagine? Can, can you imagine the media outlash? Oh, the only reason why Joe Burrow got a ring is because of Brock Purdy. Da-da-da-da. You know like, what? Hey, Ta-da. you know what? Suck my dick. I got a <laughs> ring, bitch. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you can cry all you want. like. But you're right, though. You could hear that. Just, but bro, you know what would be funny? How would that stand when he went to a Super Bowl last year with what he had? You know what I mean? I, like, I know. how can you say when well, he – Dude, I mean, can we just comprehend this for a second? I'm sorry, then he can spit. Like, yeah, it's 51 seconds. 51 seconds. <clears throat> Fourth and one on the 49 yard line in the yeah. Super Bowl. You are uh, going against. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I know it's pulling heartstrings. My concept <laughs> will take it a little bit left, not to just indulge on the loss, but to indulge indulge on how amazing Joe is. It's fourth. And- you realize how often a quarterback is going to say, hey, just a quick flare out, just an out route. Let's get the first. What did he say? Jamar, you're one. It's a go. We're going to run a go ball. A fucking go ball, bro. I can't even comprehend. The, his nuts. <laughs> like, how could you even think of doing That's like three shot clock basketball and you, you want to take a game like three-pointer to win the fucking nba finals and you're down right. or you're tied <laughs> three three like what so for a guy to 
go through a moment like that, capitalize the best he could. Like I said, I won't. The concept is you do that in the biggest moment. Like, how could you possibly hang on to a narrative oh, of, oh, he, he won because of Brock Purdy? It doesn't even yeah. make sense, bro. If Lamar Jackson was in the exact same boat as Joe, as Joe Burrow, I would not say stupid shit like that. I would say, uh, you realize Lamar Jackson had the nuts to go for a go ball on a fourth and one against one of the greatest defensive lines this league has ever seen with one of the worst O-lines the Super Bowl has ever seen. And he was about to win the Super Bowl. And then he won this year. How the fuck could you say that he won because of another player's insufficiencies? It's It would be stupid, bro. Oh, my gosh, man. It, I can't wait for the playoffs to be here. And it's going to be here before we know it. I mean, we're already in December. so Insane, bro. Like, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to get here so fast. And in a dude, month. <sighs> playoff game in four weeks. Wow. Four weeks, bro. It's insane. Like, literally four weeks from tomorrow will be our first, well, I guess Saturday or Sunday, depending on where we play. And I uh, hate it. I hate it. Why is why is the football – man, my year does not fly by this fast. I and, know. It's no. crazy, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, <laughs> yeah, dude. So, you know, there's so many things that can transpire. And like we said, we're not going to – we have the Bucs tomorrow. But yeah. obviously going through the predictions of what a Super Bowl could look like, Let's go into some predictions of how tomorrow's going to go. What are your predictions for tomorrow's game? Yeah, so straight up, I, I, I don't think this is – I know a lot of fans are coming into this game super confident, like way confident. Um, but I, I do I, – I humbly think Tom Brady is going to stay in this game. Um, I, I really do. Like I, I don't think it's going to be something that goes rogue and we're just blowing out the Bucks on 425 um, – Showtime. So I, I think I think it's gonna be a good game till the finish. And I think I think Bengals probably close this one out uh straight off top of the dome. I think twenty eight twenty. So um, nice. It, it it's it it's gonna be one of them games where I don't know, like you you don't know if it's if there's potential where the Bengals could pull away, but I just Tom Brady being the go, Joe Burrow, storyline makes too much sense yet again. So I think this is a game where, you know, fans are going to be tuned in, fans are going to be watching, and, and Joe Burrow is going to have to once again um, do the impossible. Well, not the impossible, but do what no one expects and, and beat someone that – which I, I know the Bengals are favored in this matchup, but no nobody, nobody has thought from the past to now that, okay, Joe Burrow is about to beat Patrick Mahomes – Joe Burrow's not gonna be Tom Brady. Like it's gonna be the same thing when Joe Burrow's about to play Josh Allen. So people are always gonna, you know, negate the fact that Burrow has had has had these insufficiencies. But yeah, he's had more success than a guy like Josh Allen. Or mm-hmm. but it'll Way work more. itself out. Yeah, like it it'll work itself out. People will come around eventually. But yeah, man, I think this is a game where I said I'm not super confident in our secondary but i've also felt that way the entire year and lou anarumo is always this is what makes him one of the best coaches in the game right now is he's able to pull a guy in and know okay from one to one to see or god what am i saying one to three like Mm -hmm. he knows their weaknesses their strengths what to what to do like 
that, that's why a guy like Eli and I, I know Eli has had, you know, it's been on Eli for his credit this year and how good he's played. But yeah, man, like Lou's been able to really help his guys out. And hopefully, hopefully we see a great first game out of Dax Hill. What would the storyline be if Dax Hill gets his first interception and his first start against Tom Brady? That would be something. Yeah, you know, what the would be uh, the future of the set. Because oh, yeah. how many people have you heard become encapsulated and intoxicated with the, with the unknowingness of how Dax can be because he hasn't played? It's way too far, bro. People are, like, worried about his future now. Chill. Oh, yeah. He's playing behind an all-pro safety that is on his last year here. Relax. It's just like CTB, bro. I may have said this earlier this week or some shit, bro. A dude, more than one dude, was texting me after I was in like infatuating about Tariq Woolen the first handful of weeks of the year because he's been incredible this year. I kept talking about, oh my gosh, he's incredible. He's got this, 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 that. He's got these intangibles, tangibles. I was, I wanted them pre-draft, and then people were going on saying. Man, of course, the Bengals fucked up again, not drafting him and getting CTB, a guy that's not even playing. I'm like, the <laughs> fuck out, bro. I'm like, he hasn't even played yet. He's injured. Right. You know what I mean, bro? Like, people jump the gun and look at him now. Look at him now. The reality is, I've talked about it, and we know it. There are not backs that have played no preseason as a rookie to come well this early. Not normal. No. It is rare. It, it's not, and especially like we we've seen first round corners get taken all the time. It's it's every year. There's always a first round corner or two or three. Like and, and majority of them will not work out. So for like you said, like a guy to come in and play at a high level like he has, maybe it doesn't show up as much on the stat sheet. Like you look at his stat yeah. sheet, like the force fumble stuff like that. But like, yeah, bro, like. He's came in. He's made an impact more than arguably anyone. Like Cordell Wilson. Like this is the thing about our scouting department. People can say that, like, oh, they don't have a big scouting team. This that, bro. The last three four years, the 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 draft classes that we've been able to establish, like this year, we're gonna be able to say, okay, we got CTB, Cordell Wilson, and what's to come with Dax Hill, like. And and that's that's after a Super Bowl. So these are these are guys you're picking with the the last pick in, in each round. So yeah. to be able to get this type of talent and just kind of develop it, and you know, I, I always when we when we drafted Cordell Olson, I I instantly had the the thought like this dude's gonna be a dog. Like I I had, had I had really like I was not a big guy on Jackson Carmen, and obviously wish things worked out there, but. Same. I when we drafted Cordell Bolson, I was like, bro, the only offensive talent we drafted, the only person from the line that we drafted, he's gonna be a dog. Like there, there's just something about him. And in fourth round, third, fourth round lineman, it works out. That that's how I knew it could work out too. And bro, like we we have we have something really just going for the next ten years. It, it's just beautiful to see and beautiful to know that like. I was thinking the other day, like we have arguably probably it, it's it's gonna go down. Like Joe Burrow's gonna go down as the best quarterback in Bengals history. 
it's it's gonna happen like it's crazy to think me and you right now we're watching history like in 50 years people are gonna be talking about joe burrow jamar chase like what these guys were like we're living in the moment so one of the greatest duos of all time i mean they can legitimately be the best of all time if you give them 15 years together or 13 i mean legitimately like a top two maybe even the best duo of all time yep i agree yeah it's awesome man like you're absolutely right it's awesome and um yeah bro so kind of bringing it back with dax i think that people will be relieved and and it just keeps coming back man to be patient understand what's going on because of why we haven't seen dax is the all pro safety do you take an all-pro talent at Jesse Bates, who's actually had a really good year this year, bro? Really good year. You realize there, what was it? I think Jesse Bates in the last four weeks, what was his number? I want to see something about an 89 overall PFF grade. No, uh, that's right for sure. Yeah. Right. So let me see. Uh, fuck. I can't find it for some reason. Nonetheless. He's playing great football. Um, And it's like, Dax, why would you put in a rookie fucking safety when you have an all-pro producing guy? You know, it doesn't even make sense. But all right, bro, this episode is getting really long, and (laughs) I got to get to the rest of my fucking predictions here. So um, completely on me, because of the hectic few days I've had, I have not been able to get to make my fucking predictions and post them. So, I'm going off the dome here, right? So, off top, my score will be Bengals 30-30. The Bucks mm, 20. 30-20. I like Yeah, I like I, Yep, I just think that, look, man, the Bucks have scored more than 22 points once this year. And it was week three. Week three, okay? Like I said at the beginning of the episode, yes, a lot of us are infatuated with the names on that offense, but we cannot be twisted with the reality of what they've been doing. What, Which what they've been doing is not elite. Like, if you're so elite, why are you averaging 18 points a game? You know who's averaging more points per game? The Falcons. The Panthers. And the Saints. Andy Dalton, P.J. Walker, and whoever the fuck, and Marcus Mariota. No, I'm not saying Tom Brady's worse than them. But I'm saying, if people are just going to latch on to the names and what was of 2020 and a Super Bowl win, like, you're mistaking for now. So, I'm confident that Lou Anarumo, who has not allowed a 300-yard passer all year, won't have it Sunday. Um, so some of my stat predictions, like I said, going off the dome here, I could see – I'll just do the run game as a whole, not even their running backs. Um, the the Bucks run game as a whole, let's say they have a bit better of a day because of what I said earlier. The overcoddling of the pass game, they're going to be able to do some things early in the run game, but catch on to it, we'll lock that shit up. Boom. Like nothing. So I'll say they get 85 yards rushing. Tom Brady would throw for about 250, something like that. Uh, maybe a pick. I don't know. 
but it won't be enough. Mike Evans, uh, I could see him going for something like five for 79 and uh, Tutty, I'll say. Um, Chris Godwin, they're going to try Dax. They're going to try him. So I could see him for like eight for like 110 maybe and maybe a Tutty. I'll say a Tutty. Um, so their works are going to be coming from those two guys. Who do you expect? Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Um, Scotty Miller, I don't even care. He can put up whatever number he wants. Kate Otten, I don't care. Tight end could put up whatever number he wants. Joe Burrow in this Bengals offense. Um, I predict no picks. Look, no, it's not expected to last forever with what he's done to non-divisional teams. But, bro. To score 24 touchdowns and zero turnovers against non-divisional teams is fucking insane. Like, that's not even college-type numbers, bro. It's insane. So, I see that going again tomorrow. And I could predict something like Joe Burrow throwing for 280 yards, three tutties, zero turnovers. Man, not to get sidetracked, but I got to see that. Joe Burrow, five touchdown. We got to see it, dude. We've seen the yeah. four. You know what I'm saying? Like, sorry, I got the fucking fridge making noise, but we want to see that insane game. We've seen the insane yards. Let's see the insane touchdowns. But it won't come tomorrow. Um, Jamar, I could see him going for – I'm so glad team you're playing. Because if not, they were going to flat out double him all game. Like – so with that not happening anymore, I could see Jamar going for seven for one twenty, one twenty, and yeah. a tutty. Typical Jamar, elite numbers. Um, T, I could see him going for six for seventy nine. Nah, for a hundred, six for a hundred. Um, maybe a tutty. I could see TB lighter day, mainly for his presence out there. Maybe two reception, thirty yards. Yeah, I I agree with that. I see. Like too much, you know, too to catch the ball. You know, like we know how good TB is, but bro, when you have a fucked up finger like that, it's hard. But we'll see. Um, Joe Mixon though. Oh, that's a big one. Um, I'm 110 total. Um, I'll say um, 85 rushing, 25 receiving, something like that. Maybe a tutty. So overall, 30-20 Bengals, um, comfortable win. I think we're going to be ahead all game because, like you said, we've been 7-0 when we're uh, scoring first. The Bucks are 4-1 for first. Um, so you're talking about both teams that when they can get ahead early, they can typically get. Bro, this Bucks team's just not that good. They're too injured. So I don't see them winning. Like, it's to a point anymore that against this team that's this mature in the Bengals, this strong of continuity, like for injured backup guys to beat this team is going to be more rare than ever. And it's not going to happen tomorrow. All right. Yep. I 100% agree. And we can end on this note. Um, 
Yeah, like the fucking Browns won, bro. The fucking Browns won. Woo! Yup, yup. Thirteen to three. Oh my! <laughs> you better get the on that Instagram. Posting. Drake, bro, dude, you've been in the fucking spaces at times. Like, I'm not even trying to talk <laughs> shit because it's the Ravens. It could. They're. <laughs> like, I, I asked the Ravens fan earlier this week, bro, respectfully, because I really like this team. Okay. How do you feel for right now, uncertain because of how this offense has produced, or are you super happy? wins or is that more to give credit for the coaching the overconfidence and she was saying i'm like completely confident because the strength is not on how to beat them what the fuck do you have to go toe-to-toe with them renee Devin Duvernay? I'm like, what? <laughs> Bro, and she didn't want to talk about it. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you're lost. Your team has scored two touchdowns, three in the past four games. You suck. Like, bro, if Joe Burrow <laughs> in this offense scored three four weeks, we would suck. You know what I mean? Like, fucking suck. There's no... And for bust about it. I don't care how good the defense is. I don't care what the fuck you face. I don't care what adversities you have. You suck. So it's great to see the Ravens slip again because they fucking suck. I cannot believe people were still saying that they were confident with that Ravens team, that offense compared to this offense of this Bengals team and their team, that they were going to win the division. And it, Damn, I, I think you may have broke out a bit, bro. You there? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Are you there? <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, bro. I mean, it, it's crazy. Like, and, and you you really can't see it from another person's point of view. Like, you know how you hear the whole life thing. Like, put yourself in someone's shoes. Like, it's it's kind of hard in a way because like, and it it isn't. But when I when I look at like a team like Baltimore and like the offense, like you said, like. I could put myself in Tennessee's shoot, like Tennessee Titans fan shoes, because we we had a quarterback like that where okay, we we have this talented team, but the quarterback is always the question mark. And in mm-hmm. the Ravens, I think the thing with the Ravens is like and, and you can you can go on and, and hate on what the Bengals organization was in the past, but the Ravens have not <laughs> This is what needs to be spoken on a lot more. The Ravens have not done enough to win for and with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has solely done all this a lot on his own, backed up with the defense. When when, when have you seen him besides, you know, maybe Hollywood Brown? He's not had a time. He's mid. Yeah. Like, yep. like he's not he's not had premier guys on the outside, and I get it. Guys don't want to come there because they're not a passing offense. But when a guy like Lamar Jackson gets on the farther end of 29, 
30, you know, like he's not going to be able to run his whole life. Like he's going to have to be able to step back. He's going to have to be able to establish a passing game for the longevity of his career. So yeah, man, it's kind of crazy to like really think about what other fans are dealing with because like, bro, we're set Joe Shiesty. We're set. Like, we got a quarterback that everyone for the next 10 to 15 years are going to be wishing that that was their quarterback because I, I remember always wishing, like, man, I wish I had a quarterback like Brady or like, – like, I remember back when we got blown out by the Chiefs, bro. Like, we were so bad. And I was like, man, if we had an offense like the Chiefs, like, bro, that would be, that would be something else. And here we are. Here we are. Like, we're one of the top – offenses and defenses in the nfl and we're here to stay so anyone that wants to hate on us bro we're coming we're getting a ring and everyone that wants to keep belaboring i got to use your word belaboring (laughs) yeah listen everyone stresses patrick mahomes has a ring but what are people going to do when joe burrow gets one oh bro you're so right i can't fucking wait like what shit can you talk about exactly. a quarterback that took the Cincinnati fucking Bengals, the exactly. epitome of mediocrity in his first full season to a Super Bowl, in his second full season to a Super Bowl. I got to say this really quick. What's insane, what people would discount, I talk about the identity of who Joe Burrow is because they discounted the Super Bowl, and they said Joe Burrow was carried by his defense and kicker. First off, I say thank you because, yeah, they're awesome. So thank you. Is my defense often awesome? Oh, your defense – so my defense has been now. But, wait, they were awesome, so they led me to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? You can't – it's like, but, wait, so our defense isn't good. Joe Burrow's not that good. Our receivers are that great that they led us to a Super Bowl? <laughs> I know. Weird. I know, bro. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So, thank you. My receivers must be godly. Jamar's <laughs> not top five. Oh, T. Higgins isn't top 15. Oh, well, then what is it? You know what I mean? It's so funny. It's just like you got to catch him somewhere with the truth. Joe Burrow, his last three full seasons, as right now, this um, this season isn't done yet, so it's not a full season. Full healthy season, I should say. I'm sorry. Because, of course, 2020 didn't finish a year. 2016-17 uh, did not play at Ohio State. He did not play the entire year 2018. So 2015. His final year in high school, 2019 and 2021, are Joe Burrow's three full seasons of playing football. He made the championship every single year. He won once. He lost 54 to 52 in his high school championship and lost, obviously, last year. How they lost. So, does that mean Joe Burrow is a winner or he's mid? You know what I mean? It's like, bro, they hate it. They hate it. They hate that they don't have a guy like that. You know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, I, I've talked to a guy, especially with your points. Like I've talked to a big Chargers fan. He, uh-huh. he's the one that always says that. He's like, bro, you, Joe Burrow was carried by Evan, Evan McPherson. Like, okay. So Evan McPherson had the greatest kicking playoff probably in NFL history. Yeah to argue as a rookie. So it's like, thank you. Uh-huh. Like, thank you. Bye. Because we, bro. Yeah. We, we all know, like it can get pretty hectic in this spaces and in the Instagram section. Mm-hmm. Like, 
he would just troll man and, and it's a lot of just lack of of self like like what did they say when when justin reed made those comments like it's a lack of personnel it's a lack of not knowing what's mm-hmm. going on like you really you really see in these and yeah yeah exactly I mean, it's like it, it's insane bro and you know what's really interesting so i'll touch on this because Obviously, as you mentioned, Twitter spaces, I've mentioned them many times. We've had so many long conversations with some awesome people in there. But now, here's what's interesting, okay? Receiving yards. PFF posted this. Justin Jefferson, 50. Falcons wide receivers, 1,400. Titans wide receivers, 1,303. Bears wide receivers, 1,270. Ravens wide receivers. 1,270 heading into the year heading into the season who had the worst receiving core the Bears the Ravens the Titans and the Falcons so we told Ravens fans I won't hit this point it's kind of annoying but we it's just the example here fans get so delusional and I told them receiving core is terrible Nah, man, Lamar ain't like Joe Burrow, bro. <laughs> Nothing, bro. Sorry, right, we got Jamar Chase, bro, and T. Hill. <laughs> those dudes. And I just said, uh, yeah, those guys, guys are great. great. Nah, bro, T. Higgins ain't top 20. Well, then, what is it? Is Joe Burrow good? Nah, bro, he. Like, where is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so you don't want to accept it. And just looking at these, li- looking at the list, I was like, wow, this is so surprising. Like, I we didn't know this heading into the year, and it's like they want to sugarcoat everything. Oh man, the Ravens are. I got things work with this receiving core, bro. You have twelve hundred yards this year. Shut the fuck up. Like stop beating around the. Bull- you win a whole game without passing the ball or catching the ball with your wide receivers. Like fuck off with this. Shit. All right, bro. And the- bro, one, one last thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's crazy. You have these teams that late, late in the season. They, everybody sees the record and they're like, oh, but then it's one of them teams that they just, they're not really that team. That, that's the pretenders of this. But yeah, bro, I, I'm hyped for the end of this season and it's going to be fun, bro. These episodes that we're going to be doing for, for the playoffs and, and for these next few weeks leading up, it, it's about to be hyped. I am fucking hyped. I wish the game was right now. So, <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I got a crazy trip tomorrow. I got to be out of here by. I am. Um, cool. It, it's about to be a journey. I'm driving by myself uh, 10 hours back home. I'm a book. A family event. I got to get to at my dad's for the game. It's about my place. So I got to whip up something real quick. I'm going to be fucking tired navigating through that. But I will be back for the game. So, uh, yeah, bro. We're both expecting this dub. And uh, it's going to be fucking awesome. Let's get it. <laughs> I'm hyped. So Absolutely, hyped. man. Hey, great episode today. Uh, appreciate y'all for listening to this entire episode. Uh, I'm going to keep in the beginning of that, bro, because I want some people to hear that story about uh, that homeless yeah. man I drove down randomly to Hilton Head because uh, fuck it, we ball. We can do what we want. Uh-huh. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so I'll, I'll end up talking to you. Yeah, and shout out to everybody that listens to all these long episodes, bro. We go crazy on Fridays. So anyone that tune or saturdays now well this is saturday but you know anyone that comes yep. in on the friday shows like shout out to all you guys because i mean th- this is a crazy way to 
really just get get us started and i i cannot wait for the future man it's gonna be it's gonna be great well i appreciate you drake appreciate you all for listening like drake was saying and we will catch you peace out bro peace